0: Today, we have the sixth song of 2024, and we are three of three in the Isaiah 53 series. The song is available at the Substack to watch, and you can stream it on SoundCloud and download it there. The purpose of this newsletter and podcast is to share one thing about the importance of the verses we are memorizing. In the last section of the podcast, I leave you with any resources I have found helpful. Please go ahead and subscribe to ensure that you get these songs every week in 2024. Today, we're talking about the last three verses of Isaiah 53, verses 10 to 12. They read like this, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Why does this matter? Have you ever wondered why it matters if we understand the Bible? Why does it matter? Seriously. Do you read the Bible from a sense that it's your duty or a habit? Habits are good. Duty should always be done. As a child, you would be very disturbed to hear your mom or your dad say, I'm just not in the right spirit to cook today. I don't want to feed you just out of a sense of duty. So we'll eat tomorrow. No, we should do our duty. But just as we kind of taste when someone cooked it with love, I think motivation matters in our Bible intake. I believe many of our problems, problems in our own lives, in our families, our communities, even within our churches, come from approaching the word of God merely as a duty if we approach it at all did I do my devotions today sure I can tick the box but did I understand has it shaped me what's its effect on my conscience do I have new convictions can I share it with a greater sense of meaning and and desire Am I a better person because of what I've read in the scriptures today? Or do I just know some more facts? In his book, What's Wrong With The World, the writer G.K. Chesterton challenged the idea we hear so often that Christianity has been tried and has failed to produce meaningful changes in our society. Chesterton said, The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried nowhere more powerfully exemplifies that than the fact that if you question most of us as christians about the bible we would have very little to say no i'm not talking as someone who has a great knowledge of the bible and could talk all about it that's exactly the point i've been a christian for 20 years this year and I am astounded at how much I just don't know, just don't grasp. Now immediately someone might say, yes Andrew, <laughs> we're all learning my brother, we won't get it all until we get to heaven and that's true but I think that that refers to the full range of truth. 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve tells us now we see through a glass dimly. We don't see everything. And in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it tells us that there are secret things that are for the Lord. They're not for us. So yes, we won't see everything and we won't know everything now. I get that. I don't expect to know those things. What I'm interested in are the things that made Jesus say to the Sadducees, you do not know the scriptures. When Philip the Evangelist was sent by God to talk to the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 8, 26-40, he was able to start with the text that the eunuch was reading. We should read that passage. Verse 32 tells us that the eunuch was reading the text that we memorized last week in the song All In verse 32 it says, the passage of scripture that he was reading was this, Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. That's verses 32 and 33. He was reading it, but he didn't understand it. And he admitted to Philip that he didn't think he could understand it unless someone explained it to him. So that's what Philip did. It says in 34 and 35, and the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him, the good news about jesus philip did such a good job by the help of the spirit that the man chose to be baptized that same day without delay verse 39 says when they came up out of the water the spirit of the lord carried philip away and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing this, this story is priceless for the witness it bears to the work of God in the life of this man. But I want to emphasize that so much of it stems from Philip's ability to explain a passage we now look at as too obscure to think about. That we kind of have to, I don't know, justify to ourselves that we are memorizing. We kind of have to find reasons to encourage and exhort ourselves to see it as valid That's how I feel. When I mention Philip and the effect that Philip's witness had on the eunuch, I hope you feel inspired by this. Not guilted in any way. I really want you to see the potential that exists for God to use us through our efforts to learn his word. It can help bless and transform your life and the lives of others. There are two ways you can make this passage more meaningful this week. There are seven references to Isaiah 53 in the New Testament. Just go and read them. Stand in awe a second at how precisely God foretold the end from the beginning. And think about what it means that we serve that God. I've created a list of all the verses and copied the New Testament passages so you can just read them. I've put a download link on the substack. It's the seven Isaiah 53 references in the New Testament with verses copied. Also, as mentioned in the first post on Isaiah 53, I recommend you listen to John Piper's sermon on this text. Just to hear someone preach on its significance and meaning. The sermon is entitled, He Shall Be Satisfied With the Fruit of His Travail. And it's based on this passage, Isaiah 53, 10-12. Thanks for listening. Next week, God's Willing, We'll go on to a song, a passage that, <laughs> I mean, definitely one of my favorites and I can't wait to to get to it. Psalm 19, 7-11, talking about the Word of God, what it means to pursue it and to have it, what it does when you get it, man can't wait to get to it until next week